The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the sixth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the disciples, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Grace and peace to you from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. On this Ash Wednesday, we begin our Lenten fast of 40 days as we journey to Easter. This is a day for introspection and reflection, for penitence and prayer, a day of solemnities and symbols. And the central symbol of this day are ashes, ashes that will be imposed upon our foreheads later in the liturgy. And like all Christian symbols, it is elemental and evocative and instructional. These ashes teach us about the meaning of this day and season and how we ought to approach our Lenten pilgrimage and our life in Christ. The practice of imposing ashes in the Christian church can be traced back at least a thousand years, but the wearing of ashes goes back even further, all the way back to the Hebrew Scriptures some 3,000 or more years ago. For instance, when Jeremiah called the people of Jerusalem to repentance, he told them to put on sackcloth and ashes. At the end of all of his trials, Job repents before God with dust and ashes. When Jonah finally reaches Nineveh after spending some time in the belly of the whale and tells the people of that city to repent, they respond by actually sitting in ashes. Lesser-known saints like Tamar and Mordecai wore ashes to express their grief and mourning. And Jesus, of course, inherited this tradition. When he called the cities of Chorazan and Bethsaida, Tyre, and Sidon to repentance, he called them to put on ashes and turn to God. We accept the imposition of ashes today for these same reasons. We mourn the way that our sin keeps us from God, 
impairs our relationships, and contributes to the brokenness of our world. We also wear ashes as a sign of repentance, our desire to turn away from those things and turn back to God. In fact, ashes are also a symbol of cleansing. In ancient times, ashes were often used to clean clothing when no soap was available. And so these ashes are a call to and a sign of repentance, grief, mourning, and cleansing. When these ashes are imposed on our foreheads later tonight, we will hear the words, remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return. And these are the very words that God says to Adam and Eve as he casts them out of the Garden of Eden. Remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return. Because of your sin, God says, you will die And because we are the descendants of Adam and Eve, that is, because we are human too, we also will die. But for most of us, that is a fact that we try very hard to ignore or forget. But today, tonight, we are called to remember, to remember and embrace our mortality. However, what we are called to remember on Ash Wednesday is not how awful and sinful we are, but how good God is to us. Do you remember how Adam was created? God breathed God's breath into the dust, into the ashes, and Adam was born. Even when Adam was exiled from Eden, God did not revoke God's breath, God's spirit. And so as descendants of Adam and Eve, we too are filled with the breath and the spirit of God. One commentator writes that finally, The hope that is scratched in the ash on our foreheads is that we may be dust, but dust that we are, we are loved. Loved, made whole, and made new by the resurrection of Jesus, who has shown us that in his death and resurrection, nothing can separate us from the love of God. That is the secret that is scratched in the ash and imposed on our foreheads. Nothing can separate us from God's love. The biblical scholar Walter Brueggemann writes that the ashes are not a sign of abasement or degradation. They are rather a sign that we are marked with an alternative identity as God's own children. The moment we receive the ashes is rather like a homecoming when we come down to where we ought to be. We are welcomed home, no less fragile, but embracing our fragility, which is now surrounded by a large, holy fidelity. Sharing his own experience of Ash Wednesday, he writes, What has happened is not simply a smudge on my forehead. It is rather an awesome, visible sign of freedom and dignity, fragility and home. While it is there, I have the sensation of freedom and energy and courage, strength in weakness, exaltation in lowliness. I am destined for a life other than my own, which in the end is my own true life. These are the ashes of relinquishment, of dying, whereby my whole false identity is released. These are, at the same time, the ashes of receptivity flooded with new life. It is only when we come up against our limits, when we face our own mortality, when we remember that we are not God, that we are not in control, that we are not self-sufficient, It is only when we remember and acknowledge how fragile and how mortal that we are that we see 
how much God gives us, which is everything. It is only then that we see how much God loves us, which is all the way to the cross. I'm reminded about what Martin Luther wrote about the first article of the Apostles' Creed, I believe in God the Father. He says, I believe that God created me together with all creatures. God has given me and still preserves my body and soul, eyes, ears, and limbs and senses, reason, and all mental faculties. In addition, God daily and abundantly provides all the necessity and nourishment for this body and life. God protects me against all danger and shields and preserves me from all evil. God does this out of pure fatherly and divine goodness and mercy without any merit or worthiness of mine at all. And so these ashes that we receive tonight, which are about repentance and mourning and grief and cleansing, are also about the good news. They proclaim to us our own salvation. They proclaim that we are dust, but dust that is filled with the breath and spirit of God. They proclaim to us that we are broken, but by Christ's wounds we are healed. They proclaim to us that we will die, yet only to live forever. They confront us with our own death so that we might truly embrace the new life that God gives to us. A final fact about ashes. Um, The ashes for Ash Wednesday actually come from the burned palms from Palm Sunday. Uh, These are the ashes of the palms that were laid down at the feet of Jesus as he entered into Jerusalem and was proclaimed, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. These ashes tonight will bring us full circle from the beginning of Jesus' passion to the beginning of this Lenten season. These ashes come from the great moment of triumph of Jesus entering into Jerusalem before his final triumph over death at Easter. In his triumph into the holy city, in his triumph over death through his passion, suffering, death, and resurrection, Jesus transforms these ashes. And Jesus transforms the ashes of our lives, these signs of repentance, into signs of resurrection. So that it is not finally a symbol of our death, but a symbol of our life that the breath of God still blows in us and through us into our world. And so tonight, remember that you are dust, but remember that you are forgiven, and remember that you are God's forever. Amen.